Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I am Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Colin, I would say that uh, the first uh, episode that we did about this episode of What If Mm -hmm. uh, was a pretty spectacular success <laughs> yeah it was super non-edited no tangents yeah no fast food recommendations no movie recommendations nothing of that that kind like we were so on point james i agree yeah great episode. let's hope that this episode won't be a spectacular failure that's right we're oh. talking about uh what if uh, season one, episode one, starting at five minutes and eight seconds, ending at six minutes and 55 seconds. And what I was referencing was Colin hosted an episode, uh, the first episode for this episode, the first episode of our show for this episode of yes. uh, What If, uh, that ends with Steve Rogers saying, what a spectacular success. I forgot and about that. You know what? Cuts I had forgotten that was the last to, <laughs> It's a great transition. It cuts immediately to uh, Colonel Flynn saying, Ooh, hang what? on, James. Yeah. Do you mind? Do you want to do a little bit of a, of a reenactment? I'd call that an absolute success. What an absolute failure! <gasps> um, yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, just real quick, shout out to everyone who, everyone like me, who has thought they did a great job on something for work or school, and then one hundred percent, it's the you get. It's as if you didn't even put in any effort. Anyways. Did you um, mean the episode that I recently published where everything looked fine when I hit export and then it exported with extra audio and a full minute uh, of silence and then we couldn't get it to go away? I, I don't mean that. I mean, uh, I was specifically thinking about a slideshow I did for my uh, for a presentation for research that I did in college that I was like, yeah, this ought to be good. And uh, actually recently was reading a journal entry for a segment on Frankenstein's jukebox where I was like, I, I think I'm done with this, uh, with this slideshow. So I'm going to show it to my professor tomorrow. And I specifically remember it was one of two or three times where I put a slideshow together and he was like, this is, this is nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right. But, he, but then when he was like, it should be this, I'm like, yeah, I see why. I see now that you are correct. Back but, to the drawing board, Anderson. Exactly. Um, so here's the synopsis. Flynn is pissed. Mm. I was promised an army. I was promised peace and salvation. Instead, I get a girl. Ugh. Peggy says that even though this wasn't the desired outcome, she can still be useful and more than a human pincushion, which she says as she is getting stuck with a needle in each arm. Um pulling blood out which is worse than putting stuff in uh flynn (laughs) says that the ssr is under his command and that he should that she should be grateful she's not being charged for insubordination she says that they were about to lose the project and flynn says they did because all of the serum went into her and the only hopeful outcome is that one day her blood might tell them how to make a real super soldier he says women can't be soldiers because they might break a nail and now we're going to switch scenes, which uh, listeners to the show might be like, what do you mean? Don't right. you mean end the episode? And no, listener, I don't. <laughs> Just to right. uh, reiterate, what we're doing uh, for TV shows uh, in the wake of 1931 um, is per day. So this is later that day. Mm-hmm. Peggy goes to take out her frustration on a punching bag. She knocks it off the chain, which people who have watched the MCU movies will recognize from right. other 
works. Uh, Steve is there doing PT by himself, I guess. Which feels Maybe odd. Maybe he's just there. Yeah. Um, and he compliments her left hook. She then discus tosses what turns out to be something like 15, the 15th or 16th weight plate. I did look up weight plate because I was like, that rhymes in a way that makes me feel like I have the word wrong. But weight plate is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> weight plate. Into the wall on the opposite side of the room. She's upset that she isn't being allowed to fight. Steve said it could be worse. Flynn could stick her on one of those USO tours where she has to wear hilarious. a crazy costume and being told to smile 10 times a day. Which is hilarious because, uh, let me tell you my thinking and why I love What If. We're going to see Steve on the USO tour. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yeah. But we're not going to see it until after a bunch more action happens in Captain Carter because she doesn't go on the USO tour. Right. So she gets to do a whole bunch of stuff so much sooner. in the time yeah. when Steve is, is smiling. But I also was struck this past time, this last time uh, watching this, that wearing a crazy costume and being told ten, to smile 10 times a day is just woman's, woman's experience. experience. Yeah. Especially That's just in the like, 40s. Right. Like, I was like, you know... Like he would, he's basically like, wouldn't that be horrible? And, and she's like, like, oh, you sweet summer child. And now she, she, right. But she actually, in in a very cartoonish way, is like, he wouldn't, he couldn't, could he? <laughs> um, which is very funny. And the first of a number of things uh, in these upcoming scenes where I'm like, yeah, this is Disney. Let's just remember that this is there is some Disney here. Then they see troops. Uh, I said stuff that women go through even not on USO tours. They see troops marching outside the building and they talk about how it would be nice if they could fight for people. She says that he was supposed to be the one to end the war. And he says, now you will hashtag feminist ally. Uh, then he says, don't you worry about me. I was never much of a dancer anyway. And she says, maybe you haven't found the right partner. Colin, um, this is a bunch of sort of exposition-y sort of, uh, there's emotional stuff here going on, but it's basically right. like Flynn's an asshole. Steve's supportive. Peggy's strong. Is Flynn but, related by any way, by any chance, I mean, to uh, any of the Koenigs? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. It just feels like, wow, Marvel and putting men in some form. No, nah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I mean, that's just yeah, the, the world. Yeah, no, you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Um, in a way, we're all related. We're, there's oh, okay. a okay. There's a joke. We're all uh, human that, beings. There's a a joke that I always think of. Uh, that I think is still funny and not uh, problematic, even though it describes something problematic. And the joke is this, and I don't know who said it or whatever. It's like, you know, even even in these troubling times, there are still things that that bring people together. You know, it doesn't matter if you are. Uh, Asian or white or black or Muslim or Jew or, you know, if you are rich or poor, one thing that brings us all together, we all hate women. And I, I have seen that same thing. You're right. I <laughs> forgot what that's in or from, but the first time I saw that, I was like, oh my God. I mean, like it's horrifying and also true right. and also funny, but sad. Yes. Anyways. Um, so in a way, in that way we are related. So, but, um, here's the thing that I wanted to think about. I think I had two, I think I had a second thing. I'm so sorry to derail you. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. It's all, it's all relevant, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, Flynn says that it costs $60 million. So I did a quick inflation check. That is about $101 million now, which actually for a military project is not, um, 
I feel like actually not all a lot. that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's a question, though. How much do we know what the military budget was like during World War II? I I have to imagine almost infinite. <laughs> okay. No, that's fair. But what I meant no, more I, is- I, I, No, I, do, much, I don't. I don't. I guess the better question is how much did we spend? Do we know that? I, I'm sure I'm sure someone knows that. I did not I did not look that up. So this so the part about the dancing really really uh stuck with me. Because in a practical, realistic, the lights are on, sort of we see behind the, the, the curtain, uh you have to establish the things you you have you can't have it be that they need to have seen Captain America to enjoy what if. If you are a Doctor Strange fan, and you never caught up with the war movie because you were very interested right. in the mystical, magical stuff from Doctor Strange. You want to have you want to have some of the same beats about dancing and all this stuff, right? But that's not beats the most dancing. fun. Was that just a beats and dancing? That's just funny. exactly. Zazy uh, beats dancing. Um, so you, uh, but that's like the the less fun way of of dealing with this. Which, if you're watching both and you're watching it all and you're watching it like we are, feels like a redundancy. Um, and so how I viewed it was this way. I said, I think that these two, this exchange implies that they didn't have that same conversation in the car on the way over to Project Rebirth, which we talked about with, uh, with Mike. I said, something about not having that conversation convinced her to stay downstairs and change the universe. And... I'm fascinated Ooh. by that because you can't show something not happening. So that's not where the right. universe changed. Or, or rather they, they can by, ha by showing it later, basically. Right. Exactly. But, but something about like the state of mind that she and Steve were in led her to be like, I'm going to stay as opposed to, I shouldn't be I in. I think room. it's because they didn't have the intimate moment in the car. So then she wanted to have the intimate, intimate, like she still mm. needed that intimate moment. So she needed to stay. Because I also think that like part of it is like, for example, Interesting. like talking to him in the car, she kind of gets an idea of like who he is. I mean, she already kind of yeah. has that idea, but then she's like, he's going to be okay. You know? Cause like, so she feels right. comfortable with stepping upstairs, but then if they don't have that conversation, she's like, maybe he needs a little extra comfort. I'd like to stay. Well, I mean, I can, I can absolutely see that logic. Mm -hmm. She calls her, she refers to herself and others as mere mortals, which to me implies she's ready to meet Thor. There's also, it, it, I could also see a situation where she feels like she didn't have this intimate moment with him in the car. So she's not feeling like she didn't see him be vulnerable with like the, the Dame stuff. And like, right. I got beat up there. I got beat up there. Mm, oh, if it was just yeah. a silent car ride. She could be under the impression that no, I mean, she, she watched him presumably in boot camp and, and you know, seen, has seen all that. Presumably, I suppose it would be, it would be, it would be a wild place to start with the staying in the room if she wasn't there for boot camp. Like she does, right. she's just met this guy because so, they they do share like a smiling, like knowing sure, look. Sure, there has to be some familiarity. But if she's feeling insecure about the power that he's about to get in any way, and that's why the mere mortals thing is sort of a self-deprecating sort of deal. I think that there, yeah, I think there are a number of ways. I like the idea of like filling like I haven't fulfilled the connection that I wanted to have with this guy that you're that you're talking about. There's also the like, no, you can't. No, Erskine, I will stay here. Thank you. Right. I'm I'm good. I'm. You can't. You know, this guy is not 
the end all be all. I've been here for years. I'm going to stay. Right. Yeah. So there, there's an, there's any number of reasons why. And I think that it's fun to to imagine that this conversation is not the second time they've had it in as many days, but is in fact the first time they're having a conversation that was going to happen at some point, but happened to happen happen to happen now as opposed to before the experiment. It's also very interesting to think about because like when in Captain America, the first Avenger, when they have the moment where she's like down there looking at Steve, taking care of him, talking with them and all that other stuff, all of those folks are for the most part already upstairs. Yeah. So then he says, wouldn't you like, wouldn't you be more comfortable upstairs? Meaning that everyone else is already up there waiting. There's a chair for right. you. Why don't you go on, go ahead and on up so we can get started. For whatever right. reason, in this one, everyone's also already down on the main floor. And so then it also becomes weird that he says to her and no yeah. one else, wouldn't right. you be more comfortable? And she's like, I'm good here. And then they all kind of go, mm, yes, mm, yes, okay. Well, yeah. if the lady will be here, then I will be here. I'm a tough man. Yes, I'm here. I, just, I just imagined Roman Mars busting in being like, so you see the design of the lab as it, as it differs <laughs> from the live action mm -hmm. to the cartoon makes the difference between Classic the Peggy. perceived masculinity in the of of being up there versus mm. being down here. Anyways. Oh I, my god. Hey, here's another thought for you. Yep. When she's down on that level, she is also a mere mortal versus being up above looking like down. looking down like some Love that. right like some you know omnipotent like being god. Honest, yeah. right? Yeah. The only one Peggy Carter. Yeah. There's only one God, ma'am. Her name is Peggy Carter. Have you seen her? Right. She rules. Also, I am still bleeding. Please, someone, please, someone help me. These grates are excellent at uh, not making my blood pool around me, but it is still leaving my body at an alarming rate. You know rate, what's so... also grating? Dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is just, that's sort of one of the things I really like about uh, the what if uh, cartoon execution is uh, that because they're not showing the idea of what makes this universe different is sort of you you can say it's this one thing but really it's the whole world is different and that is what led you to that one thing being sort of the thing you can point at like you know i haven't seen sliding doors in a long time so you wouldn't think that i would jump to this as an example but in the movie sliding doors like she Great she example. misses the door right but the, think of all the things like actually a thing I can feel weirdly more confident in is the movie Run Lola Run. It's not just know. that she have you seen Run Lola Run? Oh, it's excellent. It's a German movie. Basically, it's you've seen. I'm sure you've seen. People have surely done versions of it. But basically, like it's a movie where uh, this woman has to make basically like a uh, pay off her boyfriend's like drug debts or something mm -hmm. in a certain amount of time where he dies. And the first time she doesn't make it because of X, Y, and Z. Right. So then the second, like it starts over, but this time she remembers those things. So, so then so this she is avoids a time the, loop situation versus yeah, exactly. viewing two separate universes side by side. Exactly. Gotcha. But if you but if you think of of sliding doors as just a snippet of a run Lola run sort of time loop, where it's like the, the she misses the the door, and that seems like oh this is the one thing. But really, it was, you know, that guy walked in my way. I didn't avoid that puddle, all this stuff and also, leading up to it. Yeah, like the thing is, uh, 
interestingly enough, a lot like what if it's like what seems like a seemingly small choice is that right. or or moment is huge. Sliding Doors is also a fascinating movie to me simply because like, okay, so like in a what if situation, you have two separate universes, yeah. right? So there isn't even really an ending per se because the stories keep continuing. Right, it just keeps going, um, right. But especially because it's a universe, like universe rather, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and so like yeah. there's more heroes and people's stories to tell. But in Sliding Doors, I like it because it's not even necessarily an alternate universe situation. It is kind of a what if scenario, but you never, they never at any point say, this is the one that actually happened. Right. They say, here are two possibilities of what could have happened in this moment. Right. And you like get clue. to two different endings. Yeah. And it's like, it in a way, it's almost like the what is better to have loved and lost or to have never loved at all. Right. right. It is essentially that for the two endings. Mm-hmm. And then there is no clear indication as to what actually, which one remains right. true. And so it's kind of, I guess, left up to you. But it yeah. is like so frustrating in that way you know because you're like the good the good has mm, i don't want to give away it's i feel like i i shouldn't worry about spoilers that movie is old yeah the good story has a bad ending but the Mm. bad story has a good ending you know and it's just like uh you know i don't know it's it's rough we brought it up with uh with when Lindsay was on one of the one of the episodes with erskine Mm -hmm. but like that robert frost poem the, right. the road less, less traveled is is not about take the road less traveled it's about no matter which road right. you pick that's the road you've picked correct and that makes the difference in the rest of your life right um and in this case she and her uh unbreakable shirt took right. the serum and vitamins exactly um i think it is a, a the wall of of weight plates that she has like been occasionally just like rage tossing which one by the way did she throw again do you know which one what the, the does, weight yeah, does it show no 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 um it has to be yeah heavy. no like yeah definitely was oh, yeah. one of those little it's, five pounders right no 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 it was it was you know when you when you when i draw oh you know someone benching that right. is the thing like that's a sort of a pizza size weight plate that's that, i'm gonna google that I'm just gonna assume it's that one. There is a 100 pound one. I believe that's the probably the closest one to an actual disc because right. there is one that like, is it's not bigger, a cake but size it's like thing, but it's, it's like yeah, yeah it's exactly. like cake size. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like this is like a deep dish pizza sort of thickness. Yeah, so that's probably a hundred. Yeah, yeah. But she was just so like no, no. She problem. is like, whew. like, and and you know, you're of course supposed to be like, oh look, she's tossing this shield, like she like. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to anticipate that she is tossing the shield. Anyways. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Somehow, weirdly, didn't even think about that. <laughs> so that is all that I had for this scene, it, or for this you know day, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a really interesting um, character development for Flynn and Rogers and Carter and sort of a cool couple of moments um, for for Steve and Peggy to talk about like, you know, where they stand on war. It's sort of like the Erskine conversation that he has about, you know, I don't want to kill anyone. I want to stand up to bullies. They're sort of on the, I want to go fight for people that can't fight for themselves. Yeah. Um, sort of deal. And I, um, yeah, I I do miss, um, Phillips a lot. 
Yeah. But I also yeah, yeah. get that if we got Phillips, Phillips, I think would have been on board. Like Phillips is a, isn't, I wouldn't, I think that Phillips probably wouldn't say that he was a feminist, but I think that he's not an asshole. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, At the same time, he was pretty chill about working with her. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, I think that he's not, I think that he wouldn't say he's a feminist because he's like, it's 1940s, I guess. And he's, it's not, but man. like sometimes, um, there was a, a point in time where Dessa sort of was exploring about the idea about feminism versus humanism, mm-hmm. where it's like, because feminist has those connotations where it's like, right, I want everyone to be equal, but because who's not equal in this particular situation is women, you call it feminism, but what you mean is you know, equity. Right. But I mean, I guess but, at the same time, yeah. that's the same thing as like black lives matter. It's like, sure. You know, sure. You're not saying that one life is more important than the other. It is the idea of all like the, the, the popular statement of, well, all lives matter. Well, right. all lives can't because matter. Because all lives matter. Right. right. This one needs to, and like, we're not treating right. it as if they do. Um, right. and that's what you're bringing attention to, but of course that's not the issue for them. Yeah, right. Um, like all, all lives matter imagines an ideal world where everything is, is going the way it should be. So if you say all lives matter in good faith, you agree with black lives matter. You're just not thinking about it in the way that other people are. Now, I think that a lot of people don't say all lives matter in good faith. I think they say it out of fear and prejudice. However, right. Um, I think that Phillips is sort of a person that's like, look, if you do a good job, you get my respect. Right. And that's it. I don't care. I, I don't care who you are. He's like, if you have something to say, now's the time to keep it to yourself. Exactly. He's not. But I respect you. I exactly. Know. I, you know, I'm not going to tell you to shut up right. and get out, but I'm going to treat you like a person that I know. Like, right. But I, I think that the reason why they made this choice is that, if Phillips was around, Brant would then be the person to step in. But by taking Phillips out and Brant not, because Brant, I think, has no control over Peggy. Brant right. does, though, with a U.S. soldier um, that he can kind of right. cart around. But he can't right. cart around Peggy Carter. Um, right. And so... He can cart Steve, but he can't cart her. <laughs> Carter, I hardly know her. Um, <laughs> No, and but, that's why I can't. Right. <laughs> but I think that that's the thing, right? It's like that by by removing Phillips and the subsequent yeah. Brant thing, because those those two are intertwined, you have to give her a new, um, not exactly enemy, but like obstacle. Flynn is, and this is what you're saying, but this is, this, I'm going to put it for the, for the Jameses out yeah. there. Flynn is Phillips and Brant put together and that doesn't work. Right. You have to have your Phillips separate from your Brant so that your military and your politics can work, can be like military says, I don't need you. And politics says, give it time. Mm -hmm. And let me, let me spin this. But Flynn is like, you do nothing for me militarily. And I don't think you're worth my time politically. Right. Because I'm the same person, yeah. You know this Phillips Brandt hybrid, um, yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a really good point, Colin. Excellent point. So, do you want to take us to some social media? I do, in fact. 
Nice. Um, all right, folks. Before we get out of this episode, I'd like to give you a little bit of a recommendation on something yeah. to check out in the meantime between this episode and our next one. Uh, I would like you to check out one of the brand new additions to the Scavengers Network, Midnight Curiosities. Uh, Midnight Curiosities is an educational podcast dedicated to uncovering the well-kept secrets of metaphysics and making the information free and publicly accessible. They're there to talk about what nobody else wants to, like religious and spiritual taboos, um, the misinformation that runs through kind of like online communities, but also just communities in general around things like metaphysics and uh, paranormal things. And the idea is to help bring the magic to the people. Hmm. And so that is, again, Midnight Curiosities here on the Scavengers Network. That's it. That is it. That's that's the one. So go check them out. And uh, we will see you on the next episode. But as always, what if I am Colin Parker? And what if I am James Anderson? What if you say Excelsior? The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.